What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley, underbelly, down on the docks on the other side of the track, speakeasy dive bar style podcast of and about and surrounding the Seattle Mariners that you are listening to on the Odyssey app or wherever else you're getting your podcast action from. Or maybe you're checking us out on YouTube or our socials. Thanks again for liking, subscribing, and following us and helping us build this rye bread and mustard podcast community we're having a lot of fun doing it today's episode is a special episode that you know maybe you can go back and refer to for the rest of the season especially you casual fans we are talking about the mlb rule changes that are going into place here in the 2023 season we're going through the big three that they have um and we're going to talk about some of the rules like the extra inning rules and some other things that are coming back that have been implemented or talked about in seasons prior. We're doing that for the casual fan, but of course for the baseball fans. I'm just saying if you already know all these rules and you're like, look, I don't need to listen to this. I I don't care about your opinions on it. Good. It's your day off. Come back tomorrow. We'll have uh, more up-to-date stuff. If you're checking this out later in the season, hopefully none of these rules changed yet or I don't want to say that maybe for this episode's sake, but hopefully they're going to work out and it's going to be everything that baseball is talking about. And today on the episode, of course, here comes the big reveal. If you're watching on uh, YouTube, I got my guy Hanno up in Edmonds and oh, we have an air traffic controller, uh, Mr. Vladdy Daddy forever. Vlad, turn on your microphone. It looks like it's off right there. He is Yankee royalty. We might have had you muted there. There. What's going on, guys? What's going How's on? Going? Good. I'm ready so, for the season. Ready for the season? Are you ready for these rules? Are you ready for this episode about these rules or what? I am. I, I really haven't watched um, too much. I, I haven't had the ability to watch any of the um, preseason games. So, like maybe a couple innings today. Right. And Hanno, I mean, you, you've seen this. We've talked about it a bit on our regular episodes throughout spring training. Uh what are, what's your feelings about it um, so far, what you've seen? Yeah, it's been a, a learning curve for the players to get used to. I saw some stats that uh, the violations have sure come down since the beginning of spring. Um, you still hear players talking about you can't take your eyes off the pitch clock at any time. Otherwise, a violation can occur. So, yeah, I believe it's working. They're making their way through it. Sure, there'll be some hiccups here along the regular season. But as we go along, I think it's going to be a foregone conclusion as far as the players are all dialed in and know what to expect. Yeah, I mean, when I started hearing rules, like my initial reaction is like, why are we changing baseball? Why are we speeding it up? This is a, a you know, a game of strategy. It's slower. And, you know, for baseball fans that love baseball, that's what we liked about it. Um, I don't like the emphasis that it's for the fan where they're like, Hey, the fan wants, wants this where like, I'm a baseball fan. And I, I don't want to have to rush through a game. I don't like the feeling of them pitching it to me that way. Like we're, it feels like I've said this before. It feels like we have, we've worked all week. We've done our five days of work and now we have to go in on Saturday to work. And we're like, we're getting in there. We're going to get out of here as fast as we can do it. But having listened to the players like you're saying and hearing the feedback from them and the emphasis on we're giving the game back to the players and taking it away from, you know, the analytics 
or the analytics side of it, I'm all for it. Um, so again, you know, the premise of today's episode is to talk about these and, you know, give a little bit of insight and kind of explain, explain it for the casual fan or just for the regular baseball fan that, or rye bread mustard, rye bread mustard listener, you know, wants to hear our opinions on it more, more in depth on it. That's what this episode is. Um, Hannah, why don't, let's go back a little bit. How did these rules, these big three that we're going to talk about come into place in the first place? Well, it's been a, a process of they've been tinkering with these rules for the last year or two in the minor leagues, um, and it has worked quite well for them. They've adapted, and it's second nature. Um, I agree with you as far as maybe what the fans think. Yeah, there's some fans. You can't, you can't please everybody. Some fans like it. Some fans don't. But I can agree with another comment they made where they said they're trying to get more action back in the game. Yeah, that makes sense. And they're trying to get the game back to the way it was in the early 80s and 90s when there wasn't so much stoppage. So that makes sense. So I I, um, I totally agree with that. Yeah, there's been some, some lulls in the game. Does it bother me as a baseball fan who watches it religiously no matter what? No, but I can see how... It might bother some people and how they want it to uh, attract the new fans. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, the players are on board with it. So um, I think change is hard. And when we get through this, it'll be a foregone conclusion. My only hope is that maybe in the postseason, it goes back to way it, to the way it was. I mean, we saw in the World Baseball Classic, yeah, games were over three hours, almost four hours. And um, people loved it. Most people ever watching these games are phenomenal. So um, it's a give and take. So yeah, that's kind of my feeling on it as, as, uh, as it pertains to all the new rule changes. What's your feelings, Vlad? I mean, you know, like I said, I haven't gotten a chance to see it um, in action. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, for me, it's, it's all fun and games until uh, Judge is up and... Um, <laughs> You know, and, and now he uh, strikes out because he, uh, you know, he's, he's, you know, he needs an extra a second to grip his bat. You know, I yeah, mean, what about I, I, like, um, what about you know, uh, as a Yankee fan, I would be terrified en enough when uh, Big Poppy was up at the plate, and now he, you know, now he's got the added effect of spitting on his hands, gripping his bat. It's just all adds to the badassness of him. And, um, you know, I mean, I know there's some guys who have no business taking so long. It's like, you know, Josh Donaldson, you're going to, you know, pop up to the catcher. Why are you taking 35 years between, um, you know, pitches? But, um, yeah, I, I'm just look. I'm just looking forward to seeing it. And I mean, but, you know, on the other side of that, if if uh, Yankees are up one nothing bases loaded and Julio's at the plate. And, uh, you know, it goes in our favor. You know, I'll be, you know, I'll, I'll be a big fan. But, uh, yeah, well, I, I, for me personally, for this rule, I really have to see it because I know they've tried to do things in the past and, um, you know, they they got rid of it quick. And, you know, it, it, this really comes down to, like, the Yankees and Red Sox were, like, they were having, like, five-hour games against each other every single time, and, you know, and, and it was a lot to do with, you know, all these things and the pitching change, which they fixed last year. Um, and, um, you know, just 
everybody taking forever. So, you know, yeah, I don't have a problem with the the game length. I mean, that's kind of the, the beauty of it to me. It's like I could put it on in the car. If I got to leave, I put it on in the car, you know, after judges up, you know, or, uh, you know, I, 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 I am looking forward to seeing it work, though. And, and you know, that first time that somebody's got a ball or a strike and, uh, you know, they're pissed off or the first time it's just like a, you know, come on, you know, like it was a, a half a second or, you know, whatever. Right. Right. And, you know, the pitch clock seems to be the most you know, talked about one of all of it, because that's where it starts. Right. The pitcher and the batter. We also have the bases and we also have, the, you know, the big one that was talked about before all of this. That was, a, you know, amendment to the real rule, the, the ban on the shift. So we're going to get we're going to jump right into those three. Also, uh, we're going to read the rules and then we're going to talk about it. And, you know, if you're at home, if you're keeping score at home, and you're like, where are you getting this information from? I'm checking the stuff out from mlb.com this is the official shit this ain't no bootleg uh rules uh same the ninja on here this ain't no reddit uh <laughs> reddit rules we're going with the the main brand here okay um also they have these really cool uh promos uh the, their new promo or their ad or their slogan i should say is three rules period more great action. Uh, got some Brian Cranston's doing one. There's Sebastian Maniscalco uh, doing them. There's a really great uh, Vogelback one. There's a Joey Votto one. There's a Nestor Cortez one. There's a great Tim Anderson and uh, Blake Snell one. Uh, you know, and these are you know pertaining to the shift band, the bigger bases, and of course the pitch clock. Go check those out. Uh, but let's get into the main three right now, and we'll get into that right after this. You know, it's a lot easier to add up three strikes in baseball than it is in bowling. That's what's so great about AMF's new Magic Score. Magic Score does all the arithmetic. You just punch in your name at the beginning and bowl. The screen even tells you when it's your turn and which lane to bowl on. Magic Score. It makes bowling more fun for everybody. Little kids can bowl by themselves, even if they can't add. For my money, Magic Score is the best thing that ever happened to bowling since the automatic pin spotter. Yay! You knock them down, Magic Score adds them up. Magic Score is here. Installations are underway now across the country. Look for it soon at a bowling center near you. Magic Score from AMF. So the biggest, most talked about rule, as we were saying there when we were entering the show, is definitely this pitch clock. So you as a casual fan or somebody just jumping into the to baseball right now because the season's about to start, you've heard about the pitch clock. It's actually called the pitch timer. Um, the, the biggest things that you need to know about that, it's 15 seconds for the pitcher to throw the ball to the plate when the bases are empty, 20 seconds with runners on base. So if somebody's on base and they're looking over or they're holding the guy on, they got 20 seconds to make movement to, to go to the plate. Now, on the other hand, the hitter gets one timeout per plate appearance. So they used to have the timeouts because uh, pitchers were holding on the ball for a long time. So you'd see this a bunch of times. Now you get one of those per at bat and the batter has to be in the batter's box with eight seconds left on uh, 
this pitch clock on the timer or else it is a strike. Now for the pitcher, if they do not throw the ball within that time, it's a ball. So that's how those two, you know, equal each other out. But also the pitcher gets two disengagements. That means pickoff attempts or step-offs. They count the same per batter or it will be in violation of a box. So what does that mean? That means if the pitcher steps off the mound for a timeout more than twice or makes a move to a runner on a base, either or, it's all cumulative, it is a balk, meaning the the runner gets to advance a base. So if there's a guy on second, he moves to third. If he's at third, he goes to home. How they're going to be enforced and how does the fan know what's going on, there is a uh, like almost like a shot clock in basketball behind the plate, and there was one in center field. The umpires are actually controlling that. They actually have a device that does it. So, I mean, the umpire has a lot to do now. They have a lot to do. I know they've been under scrutiny for their balls and strikes and missed calls. Well, it seems like that their punishment instead of going to the robot umps is now you got to run this pitch clock um, on MLB.com. You can go and watch uh, this portion of how it's like enforced. They have a great video on there. And uh, Joe Martinez is out there and it, it's just like a, almost like an instructional video that maybe I think even the major league players and teams and organizations were using. So it, it really walks you through that, but that is pretty much the pitch clock. And just, again, those are the rules uh, that are going to be implemented. And we've seen them kind of play out a little bit in spring training. I know Vlad, you haven't watched too much spring training. Um, what are your initial thoughts about this, Hanno? It looks like that they've mostly gotten used to it. Yeah, I feel like if I was a player, it'd be hard to get used to. Vlad mentioned about changing or fixing your batting gloves, spitting on your hands. Um, I ha- I mean, it, it would be interesting to see what those guys do. I mean, I've seen in spring training Jared Kelnick, usually when he in the past has been between pitches, he would step out and adjust his batting gloves and tighten them up. He still has enough time to do that and is continued to do that at times between his at bat. So um, it's all just about adapting. So um, I feel like it's, it's going to, it speeds up the game. It's going to be more action um, from what I've seen through spring training. Yeah. You, you better be paying attention or, I mean, it can be a quick inning just like that. So it is a big difference. It is. And before I ask you, Vlad, when I just wanted to bring up the their reasoning of it, it it says that the pitch timer has helped reduce the game by 25 minutes in 2022 in in the uh, minor leagues where they really test this out. Go ahead, Vlad. Um, well, hearing like the rules, you know, verbatim, it seems like, you know, a lot of time. So. That you know that extra five seconds with runners on, uh, that's for the pitcher and hitter. Yeah. So if the um, if the pitcher has nobody on base, it is twenty seconds. If they have somebody again on first base, or sorry, if they have nobody on, it's fifteen seconds. If they have somebody on base, it's twenty seconds. And okay. I believe it starts when uh, we're. I believe it starts when the pitcher gets the ball back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it sounds like plenty of time, but you know, some of these guys work quicker than others. So, um, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm looking forward to seeing it and, you know, 
also looking forward to seeing the first guy, you know, on my team that, you know, messes up, you know, and it completely affects his at bat, you know, in a way he doesn't want. So, well, I, I think you are going to see that possibly, but versus most sports that implement new rules in the preseason, you know, football, your stars don't even really play basketball, limited minutes, maybe, but not as many games where, you know, baseball has gotten 30 plus games to, you know, kind of adjust. You've had 30 chances to get in there and do it. Uh, there's a lot of players that are adjusting a lot of stuff. I feel like it's not as tough on the that batter. I feel like it's, it's actually tougher on the pitcher because, you know, shaking off signs, you know, adjusting on the fly, you got a runner on. That's where I feel like the pressure is at, I mean, if you can't get into the batter's box in eight seconds, you know, I don't know. Well, they got the pitch comp now too. So, I mean, that should be, you know, I'm glad yeah. you brought that up because they have made some modifications. Um, the pitch comp thing is included in this. Um, after they went through this first part of the spring training, um, major league baseball, and the Players Association got together and made some tweaks. And you mentioned the pitch, uh, the pitch com. Um, that's one way that the clock can be stopped if there's a malfunction of the pitch com. Mm. Another, another way the pitch clock can be delayed is let's say um, a batter gets one high and tight or takes a massive swing. They need to adjust their equipment. Then it's up to the umpire's discretion to hold the clock until the start again. Also, um, between batters, the clock can be delayed. For example, a pitcher covers first base on a ground ball hit to first, or let's say there's a play hit to the right fielder. He's thrown to the bag at third. The pitcher needs to go and back it up. So for those reasons, as well as also starting the clock between innings, not right away. Let's say the catcher makes the third out and it takes him a little bit longer to go um, get his gear on. Um, that's also a reason that they won't start the clock as quick in between innings. And then the last one you talked about in between at bats, Myron, they also, when a batter calls a timeout, they were having some trouble with that during the game, the clock would start right away and the batter would not be aware of it. And he would not be in the box for when that eight seconds is up and they would call a strike. So they made a tweak to that. So they're not going to start that clock until the batter after he calls timeout says I'm ready. And so then they'll start the clock. So it'll be more fair and everybody's on board and knows what's going on. So it sounds like they're making improvements that should help alleviate some of these problems that they've seen. Yeah. I, I, I think now that, you know, we talked about it a little bit more, more so than the 20 seconds and the 15 seconds, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. What what's going to get interesting is the step offs, the pickoffs, and the uh, you know timeouts at the plate. I mean, we know what the rules are. You step on the rubber, you take your foot off the rubber. That's one. Maybe you make a move over. That's a lot to think about. You might forget, you know. And yes, there's pitchers, especially on the Mariners. We have Diego Castillo, who has a ritual. Um, he was like what the longest guy to the plate from the setup or second longest guy in the plate. We had like two of the longest to the plate guys on the Mariners, but I guess they've been working on that. I, I didn't get to see Diego Castillo work, but 
you know, he was in the WBC. So those are the old rules where you could take an hour to do whatever you want. Um, what were you going to say there, Vlad? I, well, I think it, uh, what Hano just covered too makes a lot of sense too. Like it, if, being the umpire's discretion, you know, he has the ability to pause it and like, yeah, I mean, can you imagine, uh, you know, somebody getting buzzed, you know, and now you're, you know, the guy's backtracking out of there. He's pissed off, you know, says something. Oh, now he's got th- three seconds to get back in there. Um, and, and I think it also will, you know, should be fun to watch which umpires are jerks about it. You know, there's going to be a couple of those guys that uh, I don't care if you just got your, you know, face, you know, uh, plunked, you know, uh, get back in there or, you know, I, I think most umpires off will. Foul ball. Yeah, you hit a foul ball off your foot. You got to shake it off. We've seen a lot of these, you know, injuries that happen at the plate that are unintentional and that you, you still have to keep, you know, doing your at bat. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. I did not read here on injury timeout. How does, how does that affect everything? Have you seen anything on that, Hanno? No, I haven't. But another thing that I kind of thought about as Vlad was mentioning, besides the hitter, you know, having to adjust his equipment, we also got to think that this rule is going to affect the pitcher in the sense that let's say the batter fouls one off the catcher's mask, it gets knocked down. You know, you got to give, you got to, can't take away the time for the pitcher as well while the catcher gets set up, gets his bearings, and puts his mask back on. So the umpire isn't looking at a clock. He has some sort of buzzer on his wrist that will alert him when a violation has happened for time. You know, uh, out of the three, they, I mean, they all, all these three rules all go hand in hand, just like all the rules in baseball kind of just go hand in hand. Uh, But, I think the next one that would be, you know, the most, I guess, related to this, especially with the, with the step-offs and baseball wanting to increase stealing, um, that's what the pitch clock is going to do, is the bigger bases uh, as well. The bigger bases, if you have not, if you've not heard, the bases are three inches bigger. They were um, 15 inches, now they're 18 inches, and... Yes, on every base. It's not just one of the bases got bigger. All of the bases have gotten big. Home plate has remained, I believe, the same. There's been no talk of them increasing home plate because that would affect the strike zone. So they they really can't do that. But uh, the bigger bases are supposed to have a huge impact on player safety. I feel like, okay, but I feel like it's going to have more of an effect with the distance and how many bang bang plays we've seen, you know, but now yes, it is three inches bigger, meaning there's, there's three more inches to grab on. There's three more inches to defend. Um, the distance has been reduced from by three inches from home plate to first and a third and reduced by 4.5 inches from first to second and second to third. So, you know, how many of these uh, plays are, you know, watch on the review like half an inch two inches you know up you know this is going to affect that the bigger bases have reduced injuries they say near the bases by more than 13 percent in the minors last year so again they're saying it's a safety thing but also it's with the pitch clock and things like that um which we didn't kind of mention in the first one too much of like hey you know if the guys are making uh, moves over to first base 
twice. If a pitcher makes a move over to first base twice, we kind of talked about that, right? Where um, they can't make the, they can't make the third attempt. If they go for the third attempt, uh, it's given. It's like they stole the base, or it's a balk. Where here, when the, you could possibly get a bigger lead in that situation, maybe with the three inches. So I mean, it it, it does affect everything. It's it's. I think this one is a little bit overlooked versus maybe the 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 uh, ban and the um, you know pitch clock with attention of how it's going to change the game. What do you guys think about the bigger bases and what do you think about that? Yeah, I have to agree with you that uh, hopefully it gets the game in motion more and we have some more action on the bases and have steals. Um, uh, to me, I do understand the safety aspect of it um at first but I, it's that's basically just a, on a play that's thrown right at the first baseman you're still gonna have trouble if it's up the line and stuff like that where the base won't totally help that out but yeah um if they get the game in motion more i'm all for that i mean uh everybody's talking about the steals obviously especially with not being able to throw over after you know two throws now this guy can basically just, you know, <laughs> stroll over to uh, uh, to second. But uh, what about the base hits? You know, how many plays are, you know, bang, bang, just right, uh, you know, tie goes to the runner type of thing. Well, now, I mean, you know, things that would have been clearly outs without, with those three inches, they should be, you know, that should impact a lot of base hits and, you know, ground ball base hits. Yeah, I mean... I, I'm I I see what you're saying as far as I I'm not a fan of the rule either of throwing over twice because if you throw over a third time you have to get the guy out otherwise it's a balk the base hit thing I believe it's still 90 feet from home to first so that distance didn't change oh, okay it's the distance between the actual all right well you know um, what I'm saying yeah I mean uh yeah so i mean even that the player safety thing i mean uh, people have been saying it for years if they really were worried about the the player safety at first base they would have that softball style yeah. first base and i don't i really don't know why they wouldn't just do that i mean these guys are supposed to run up the line anyways it would be the same exact thing they got cameras now so, you know, you want to talk player safety, where's where's that? But, um, you know, I, I, I'm in favor uh, of the stealing thing, but I just think that with the uh, throwover thing, it's just like, oof, uh, you know, I can't wait to see these big games when, you know, some guy with decent speed is now basically, you, you don't get him twice. I mean, how many guys have nasty pickoff moves? So... Yeah, I'm totally with you. With all the rules that have come about, that one I probably have the most problem with. It's kind of hokey, Mickey Mouse, whatever way you want to call it, you know, dictating a situation. And baseball's not dictated. It's a game in motion where you're hitting a round ball, coming at you, changing directions with a with a with a bat. It's it's that's not what it's about, you know. It's a, talk about handcuffing the pitcher. I mean, with a yeah. guy on first, like. I like I don't want this guy like you know there's just certain guys you don't want on base anyways but you know now they're dancing over there you don't get him twice because you don't got the best pickoff move now he's I mean I can't wait to see the guy who has the balls to take a 
a half, you know, like a, a a lead that's just basically standing with no care in the world. <laughs> standing, I mean, theoretically, you could stand between first and second, you know, and, and, and you know, start doing Bobby Brown push-ups if you want. The guy can't throw, like he can't get you out, right? No, well, he can. He has the option of throwing over a third time, but he has to get you out. Okay. All so, right. So, so like he would just step off and run things. to you, you know. But that's you're right. I mean, that's I mean, that's what people might think. So, it's an you automatically have to get him out on a third attempted throw. Otherwise, it's a stolen base. What do you think about that rule, Myron? Is is that one of your least favorite rules? Yeah. You know, also with the bases, you know, reducing the distance, <laughs> like you're affecting the game more than I just think with that, you're affecting the game more. It's just kind of kind of strange. I just I think it's a it's it's affecting more strategy than uh, safety, in my opinion. You know, what's going to be really interesting to see about this, you know, like uh, like the guys who, you know, just roll over on one and. You know, those close plays are now going to the runner by inches. Um, but what about the guys that dog it out the box? You know, now there's going to be, I mean, I, I don't know how you guys are in Seattle, but in New York, we're just, you know, those old timer things, you know, they don't care how good you are. Like, he doesn't run it, bust it out the box. I mean, now if you're, if you're, you're, you're dogging it out of the box, you really, I mean, you, that three inches, uh, you know, there's sometimes you'll see a guy. It's like, wow, I wonder if he would have been way closer if he actually ran. You know, now yeah, it's, that affects it. I, I apologize, Vlad. I'm glad I was corrected. I assumed that they would still be at 90 feet there, and that's your corner, and then the base goes out that way from there. And it's – but they basically made it so, yeah, there's three inches closer. So that's a big difference. Nobody's really talked about that from the infielder having to get rid of the ball a little quicker. And all those aspects, it's been basically catcher. just. I mean, now oh, to yeah, throw I... somebody out, now to throw somebody out. If you, if, well, I get you that. Be, you got to be one hell of a catcher if your pitcher steps off twice, meaning the guy's going. He's got a big lead, and the bases are closer, and you could still nail somebody. You know, like I don't know. We're gonna have to get a lot of Sandy Alomar Juniors out there, I guess. Some Ivan Rodriguez is out there. Is there any more Molinas on the way? Right. I, I mean, this is uh, this is right off of the MLB. I mean, if you go on to the MLB rule changes, if you go right onto the base, they actually have a diagram of this. And there is the red bases, which were the former bases, and the the green outline is where they're at now. So, I mean, you can go there and, like, really just look at this, and it's like, oh, wow. Like, talking about it and, and seeing it from the – you know, the stands, like I was out there in Peoria, you don't, that was something I didn't notice. I didn't even notice until I was like, I didn't even, there's nothing. I mean, I was in the first row and I didn't notice, you know, I, I noticed today the pizza, pizza box. I noticed today uh, in the, in the two innings of, uh, of the game that I watched, there was a shot of sec of, of somebody standing on second. And I was like, wow, that looks, you know, it looked like he, a pizza box. The World Series. Where a pitch is not just a pitch. It's a World Series pitch. Where a hit is not just a hit. It's a World Series hit. 
A win is not just a win, it's a World Series win. Now, you've got a chance to win a trip to the 1984 World Series by entering Major League Baseball's Grand Slam sweepstakes at all Major League ballparks and participating retailers. Baseball fever, catch it! The preceding message was furnished by Major League Baseball. The Probably the leading one that we knew about going into this year that was talked about a lot by... Um, Baseball enthusiasts, baseball uh, purists, um, and the analytic people. I think this was a big, you know, debate was the defensive shift ban. Um, you know, the way baseball was drawn up um, from the start, this was, I guess, not a loophole, but I mean, it was something to, uh, there was the rules as they were, uh, back this up. You could put your players wherever you wanted. It was the pitching mound, I think, is probably the only position that you know i don't think you could put all nine guys on their on the mound with their foot on the rubber but uh you know you could put your players wherever you wanted but we were seeing crazy things with guys all over the place like six guys you know on the right side of the field that looked like a, a penalty kick in soccer when they're all lined up well anyways what the shift restriction is here's what the most important things that you need to know as far as rules are Two infielders must be positioned on either side of second base when a pitch is released. So the first baseman and the second baseman have to be on one side of second base. And the shortstop and the third baseman need to be on the other side. Also, all four infielders must have both feet within the infield when the pitcher is on the rubber. So that means... Uh, you're not out on the grass. No infielders out on the grass anymore. And the shift and the shift restriction increased batting average and de decreased strikeouts in the minors while giving players more opportunity to show their athleticism. Um, obviously, we've seen uh, some players' careers pretty much ended by the shift. Uh, at Mariners fans, we can uh, look at um, Kyle Seager would be probably my my biggest, uh, you know, uh, sacrificial lamb to the, uh, to the shift is part. I mean, we also saw players last year, like Carlos Santana nailed the ball to the right side, you know, out, you know, you have an outfielder out in the, I mean, you have your shortstop out in the right field or your second baseman out in right field. We've been seeing this. This is the way the game has been played. Sometimes you'd look out there and you wouldn't know who was playing shortstop and who was playing second base. That is no more. Um, and, Again, your first baseman and your second baseman need to be on one side of second base, and your shortstop and your third baseman need to be on the other side of second base. You can still move everybody over to second base. They just can't go on to the other side. So the shift, as we were seeing here in this analytic stage, is gone. As far as shifting your players over, is still there. But, yeah, this is obviously going to increase some batting averages and league-wide, of course, it's going to um, do this. And I guess it's um, decreased strikeouts. I don't know how how that really works. Uh, maybe that's how pitchers are pitching to the batters. But, um, again, two infielders on each side have to have their feet on the infield dirt. I don't know what the penalty is here. Um, I'm going to have to look that up, or you guys can tweet at us what the penalty is, unless you guys are looking that up, on what happens if your feet are – you know, on the grass or if you are, um, you know, shift on the wrong side of the base. But uh, what do you guys think about the shift overall? Are you a fan of it or do you think this is uh, 
it's, that rule should have been left alone. I'm I'm glad with the change. Uh, it'll show off, you know, the players that are playing defense, like you mentioned, more athleticism, give the opportunity for for a lot more hits. I mean, as baseball's evolved, the pitching has evolved more than anything with velocity and movement, and it's made it quite difficult for players to adapt and be consistently good hitters. We see that with how the batting average has gone down over the last few years. So yeah, if they can do this to um, help out the game and the action, um, I'm all for it. I did find the penalty for this while you were saying that it is just like the pitch, the, the, uh, the pitcher and batter um, pitch timer um, penalties. It is a, a ball. Yeah, and one other thing about that as well, I'm glad you found that, is that is something that the um, managers can um, challenge. So, But they can only challenge it if it's hit to that person that they believe made the violation. So let's say, you know, J.P. Crawford is shaded, you know, up the middle, but they think that he is actually over past that towards the second base side of uh, second base and he fields it, then they, that's a, that's some something that they can go back and review. If it was not hit to him, but they think he made a violation, it's not reviewable. So that player has to affect the play. Vlad? I mean, how dumb could you be I, I, to go against this rule? I mean um... – it was the death of to lefties, death to the corner outfielders that are lefties. All those guys are losing 30 points on, uh, on their batting average. Uh, minimum, you know, I mean, there was just nothing more heartbreaking than to see some guy make good contact and then, you know, the, the, the game feed goes over to the field and you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> it's exactly, you know, he hit it right at the guy. Um, all 30 – Tampa Bay Rays fans are going to be pissed about this because, uh, <laughs> you know, that you know they were like, they took the shift to a whole nother level. Um, but um, I mean, how, I, but what I mean is, how, like, how dumb could you be to 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 violate this rule? I mean, it, what does that mean? Like a, a guy who's is a shortstop going to wait for the pitch and then just run to the opposite side after the pitch is thrown. And then they're, they're going to challenge that he left too early. I don't know. I mean, you know, but it says like, look, you can't stand there. What is this? Like everybody's sleeping. Yeah, I agree. I think they wanted to make it perfectly clear for that reason, because they felt that even though the the rule sounds pretty cut and dry, like you mentioned, they were afraid that teams will try to take advantage of that. And like you said, be starting near second base when the pitch is thrown, start cheating over, and they want no part of that. They want it to mean, you know, a rule's the rule, so nobody tries to. So there's no loophole in it, I should say. It's yeah. going to make the game so much better. Like, hits are going to be back. I mean, we're, but the crazy thing is all these rules combined could equal a lot of hits, and, I, you know, baseball is trying to get back to the the heyday of the late 90s. And, um, you know, early 2000s of everybody, you know, 
all these all these guys with the, I mean, look at the averages. I mean, like now it used to be years ago, it used to be like 220. Like, uh, I mean, only on a bad team could that guy even be in the starting nine. Now, like, you can have three or four guys on your team with, uh, you know, between 220 and 250 averages. Remember how bad that used to look? I mean, look at Joey yeah. Gallo somehow still working. I mean, he's under 200. That's like, you shouldn't, that's not a professional. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It used to be, if you, yeah, 250 kind of used to be the standard of, uh, you know, that was like the lowest average you could. You were getting sent to AAA if you were hitting 248. If you were hitting 250, you better have 40 home runs and 120 RBIs. Right. I know. I, and then now when you look at these, these, these averages, like what Tony wins, the best example, it's like, what? This is insane. In this, in this, in this way they have baseball right now, it's sad to say this, but like Tony Gwynn, I don't know, maybe be like a 302 hitter. That's not what baseball is. I know it was a loophole or just or just an oversight in the, you know, when they, the founders of this game came up with the game, you know, so. That just uh, makes Judge's year that much better too, that he was hit 62 home runs while also hitting 311 in this, in this era where. Absolutely. Well, all three of these rules are the big three, but uh, when we get back really quick, we're going to go through, we'll do a little, little, little hit and run. We'll hit some of these other rules that we've seen come into the game or have been talked about that actually are being implemented uh, still for 2023 right after this. All right. So one of the rules uh, that they have that got, uh, they had last year and the year before that, and it started in, um, you know, the COVID season, shortened season, uh, where they just, again, wanted to get everybody off the field in about as fast as they can, under 15 minutes, you know, of being around each other, uh, was the ghost runner rule. They, they've, they've taken it away, and then they put it right back. Um, as far as the regular season, the ghost runner is back, and it's pretty much looking like it's here to stay, um, especially with the, you know, Manfred ball, as they like to call it. You know, the league confirmed here um, that the rule will be remain permanent. This rule was implemented, like I said, in 2020. Uh, gives the If you're like with the ghost runner, that's when uh, the game goes into extra innings. There is a runner starting on second base for uh, that inning or any inning that follows that. And um, MLB has been uh, quick to cite that it, again, reduces injury. A lot of these things are all about injury, um, particularly teams that are wearing out the bullpen as a reasoning for making the change. Uh, but, you know, it also, it, this isn't designed to make it faster. It can make it faster because you could go one, two, three in the ninth, and then the next team uh, comes up and they, uh, you know, saw one somebody off and it drops into the outfield or somebody rips a single and it's over. But also it gives uh, teams to go back and forth a little bit, kind of like college football where you, um, you know, get the ball. And what, where do they give the ball on hand on college football? I think it starts at the 25. Yeah. And you can see these teams go back and forth. So it's not that way. I've been against it uh Honestly, because uh, I like, you know, uh, getting a guy on and moving him over and playing a different kind of ball at the end of the game, using your bench. Um, but I've also heard, you know, Manny Acta talk about this, the Mariners third base coach that we really speak highly of here on Rye Bread and Mustard podcast. 
he says it gives you so many fun baseball strategies uh, to play with and against, and he really likes it. And I hadn't really, really thought about it that way. Um, I just kind of thought it was kind of strange, and I didn't like how you could be just a nasty closer. You could be Mariano Rivera out there and, you know, the – have the same thing that happened to you guys in uh, the 2001 World Series against uh, Arizona. You know, a little dinker. The pitcher wins and the game's over. But also, you know, it gives each team a chance to uh, score. And, uh, you know, we, we've also seen um, games like last year's Mariners-Yankees game where you start the guy off at second base and you play into those scenarios and you play into these things and nobody scores. So, it's interesting. I don't think this is going to be played out in the, there's nothing about the postseason. I believe it's off to look that up. Right. But I'm sure no. it's going, it's traditional baseball in the postseason as far as yeah. this rule. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Do you like the ghost runner? Or are you against it? Hanno? Um, I've been in favor of it. It's, it's fine. Um, one for, yeah, the bullpen. I understand that, especially a team like the Mariners who's kind of got their, ways about them where they hope the starter goes six and then they use at least three or four guys a night. So that's one reason. Um, and two, there wasn't much action as far as hitting. Maybe I will change my mind with the shift going away and there being more action where they could bring it back. Cause I mean, there would be points in the game where it would be multiple innings without scoring a run. So I was in favor of speeding up the process. And like you said, with Manny, I think there are a lot of, um, scenarios where you can see how to play that out. So, yeah, I'm in favor of it. Um, I there's I, I heard one thing too. Uh, Manfred said that this is for the fans, and uh, this is not for the fans at all. This is for the players and the GMs. I mean, they don't want these players playing that long, and uh, nobody wants to be there. I mean, I, I think this is this rule is more a reflection of the game now with the strikeout rates. And, you know, when you're seven, eight, and nine hitters are even trying to end the game with home runs. I mean, I you know, I've been to uh, the the extra innings used to be more of a, a, a novelty thing. And now it seems like, you know, every team's getting four or five games a year that are like over 15 innings. So, you know, I, so I see the necessity there, and it's like you know, you know, you're running out of pitchers, and now your bullpen is destroyed. Like when it used to happen once or twice a year, you know, within a span of six months, you know, you you live with it, and uh, you know, you do what you got to do. But you know, now it could easily happen, you know, two nights in a row. Um, my only issue with it is, I feel like in a strange way, which you know, kind of doesn't make sense, but when you're watching the game, it makes sense it gives the advantage to the away team for some reason. Cause like they're up first, you know, like these blue pits or, you know, some bullshit play and now you get a run, you know, it's like, you know, blue pit is great. Uh, uh, you know, it, Oh wow. Guys on base for some fake hit. Well, now you got to run for it. And, um, you know, so I, I feel like it's, it just somehow gives the away team the, the thing. I, I guess I just got to live with it. I mean, I am against ex these long ass games, but my thing would be like, why can't we just get two innings 
of regular baseball. And if everybody's dicking around and, and trying to hit home runs one through nine for two innings, okay, now you got to do this stupid rule. And then, you know, then I'll, then I would really live with it, but you know, we've already seen it for years and you know, it's, it's really for the GMs. Let's be honest. Hanno, one more thing on it. Uh, no, not really. I mean, he makes some points. Um, good points. I guess there's, to me, trying to think of it, I think this is the best reason or the best scenario of what we have right now. I don't know about a home run derby type thing or what, but I, I'm I'm okay with how it's how the rule goes and it may, and as long as it's not in the postseason, which it isn't. And they play it out. I mean, I will say you're you're right, Vlad. I mean, that the season, not too many of them happen, but you're right, it happens back to back at times. But in the overall things of scheme of things, with it being a hundred and sixty-two game season, I just still feel that the best teams, the, the cream rises to the top. So it's not that big a deal. Uh you could do like hockey and be like, all right, well, now you got uh uh five guys in the field because you're like now hockey does three on three you know it's a you uh, know, it's crazy or what if you just had a tie like hockey if you're talking that way well yeah, yeah now we're getting off ties. the rails huh yeah, yeah you're getting off the rails. I know there's no tie there's no tying in baseball get ready to play hardball in the kingdom take me to the ball game i want to see the ants Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. There's something that uh, we've seen quite a bit, and that's uh, position players coming in to pitch. Usually you'll see it in blowouts uh, for the most part, like probably 99% of the time, whether you're on the losing team or the winning team. Uh, obviously teams do this to reduce, um, you know, the wear and tear on the bullpen and coming in and pit, you know, using your long relief guy in a game that, uh, in the rest of your bullpen on a game that you're either you have in the bag or usually it's when the team's losing, but MLB is altering those rules as it pertains to position players taking the mound. Now they can now only pitch if, the leading team is up by 10 or plus runs in the ninth inning or trailing or the trailing team is down by eight plus runs anytime or the game goes into extra innings. So once you get to extra innings, you, you can do this like if you had to. So again, if the leading team is up by 10 or plus runs in the ninth or the trailing team is down by eight or more runs anytime in the game or the game is an extra innings. Hanno, what do you think about that? I'm okay with it either way. I mean, it means it doesn't mean much difference to me, to be honest with you. So um, it makes it's like sense. a game you're turning off anyways, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, if we're, we're worried about this, let's make one more extra spot for a pitcher or something. If it's that big a deal, you know, yeah, and they, they can be getting major league experience. I don't know. 
Yeah, well, maybe I would say somebody like a taxi guy, like you said, and that guy only comes in if it's a blowout. Yeah, I would say uh, so because I know it's you know you I mean in the ninth inning, I mean you might need this guy in the sixth. So you're like this game is wrecked. I don't want to waste anybody. You know we had a a 15 inning game last night. And, um, you know, this guy can actually pitch not bad. I mean, my question would be, is it ruining the chance that we get, you know, because we don't have any Otanis because, yes, he's a freak, but also because we don't we don't cultivate talent in that way. Right. So if nowadays now, let's say guys are coming up, if you could pitch, maybe you don't have to make those types of decisions. And you're like, I'm going to hit and pitch like Otani. I mean, you know, we I, I thought we were going to start moving to a, a place where now you might have three or four guys on your team that could technically be relievers in a pinch with real talent, not just, you know, throwing up some guy who has the balls to do it. So, I mean, does that squash that kind of direction? Interesting. Yeah. And thought about Uh, it. uh, I know you mentioned Otani and uh, it seems like a good segue to the Shohei Otani rule with quotations still in place. Uh, if you don't know what the Shohei Atani rule is, it's pertaining to the universal DH um, or it, it it's pertaining to when a player is pitching and in the batter's lineup, it's kind of that gray area is what, it, what it's about. So now with the universal DH is what I was trying to say. Let's say Otani is pitching in the game and they remove him from pitching. Uh, he can still stay in the game at, DH is what I believe is what can happen. And they call it the Otani rule because why do you want to lose, you know, maybe the most exciting guy in baseball um, because he's, you know, getting shellacked in the third inning or fourth inning or his pitch counts up and he's already, you know, two for two with a double and a home run and four RBIs. And, you know, it's a sold out. Uh, game versus you know the Yankees and the Angels and the Bronx. You want to see Otani pitch, so that's why I think they call it the Otani rule. Uh, Hannah, yeah, I agree. You, you want to see a player of that caliber in the game and continuing to hit. Yeah, it sounds unfair, but nobody else has a player like that. But I get why the rule is the rule. So that's why they call it the rule. It'd be called the Babe Ruth rule, you know. I guess then maybe they could call it that. But they didn't, have DH back they didn't have a DH back then there, so it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't, but uh, Vlad, Yankee, since we brought up a, a, a Yankee legend, let's talk to some uh, Yankee royalty here. I mean, it's a rule that literally only helps the Angels. <laughs> right? yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's like, hey, we, let's make this rule that only helps them. I mean, I might be living under a rock, but I thought that he was he wasn't hitting um days that he was pitching, but that was I might be just thinking a couple of years ago. I, I'm yet to see see him pitch in a game um like per, in person. Um I've only, you know, seen him as a hitter, but uh so you know it's just not in, as melted in my mind. But uh, I mean, you know, if I had a guy like that, I would want that rule too. So always a question at least from the casual fan and sometimes even me like how exactly uh, are instant replays working and how how do how are those managed um challenges and stuff like that hanno uh we were kind of talking about this before we went on uh 
what are those uh, what are those rules and how are, how are they working? Well, you can challenge basically any play other than a ball and a strike. Uh, usually challenge plays or, you know, outs around the bases or stolen bases or things like that. Or a catch, you know, if you see an outfielder sliding in. I mentioned to you earlier that the other one you can challenge now as part of the new rules is if um, on the shift, if there's a violation in that player who the, the team thinks was in violation um gets the ball and makes the the out with that then that's another thing that can be challenged so um yeah same pretty much the same as as it's been um and i assume we're gonna see just more of the same close plays at first and stolen bases just anything else you can think of vlad no, I'm for it. I mean, you know, I'm ready for robot umps. So, you know, everything should be challengeable at this point, you know. <laughs> Every other sport has it in place, you know. So, I mean, why, uh, you know, get burned, uh, you know, on a play where some guy just, you know, made a terrible call. Remember that perfect game? <laughs> yeah. You know, that was just a good, you know, come on. So, I'm ready for them. This other last rule has not changed from last year. In 2021, it still remained. It was uh, started in the uh, 2020 uh, shortened season, and that is uh, double headers were seven innings. Double headers are going to stay nine innings. Again, uh, it wasn't talked about, so it's. And I looked it up. It's staying. Um, I'm for it. I think uh, Major League Baseball is a nine inning game or more um the shortened high school uh shit uh wasn't very good i know the mariners were successful <laughs> when they had the seven inning double headers but i still i don't like it hanno totally agree baseball's nine innings um and i i it, it um it jeopardizes what the stats show too so that's my other reasoning for it going back to nine innings it also is the rule that hurts the Yankees the the most. We do our <laughs> like, like we're literally never out of a game. So it's like until you know that final out. So if you could cut two innings out of us, I mean I've seen two eight billion times. So and that's just you know that's a COVID thing, you know. Yeah, I, I think it's dumb. I think they already did enough stuff to like speed up the game. <laughs> so that, that that and it's just it just was it didn't feel like real base. It felt like oh well, these games don't really count, but they do. And I like Thursday night football was all right. We're going to go into two quarters. Yeah, well, it was dumb. Like let's say you just fell behind by four runs in the fourth inning or the fifth inning. Now they're bringing in their closer. It's over. You know, you, you don't have a couple. Those, you need every yard back. Yeah, you don't have like baseball is designed for you to chip away at leads. That would be like, hey, guess what? We're going to play back to back basketball games in the NBA, but instead of, uh, you know, 12 minute quarters, we're going to, you know, we're going to make them eight like high school. You know, it's just, uh, it's, it's stupid. Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. We have the one and only Mr. Tom Hutler. How are you doing? Doing well, guys. Thank you for having me. There was one time I came out of a watering hole in West Seattle, <laughs> and somebody, and, and this guy had been overserved. 
I came out of the restaurant. And he goes, you're the, you're the Mariner guy? I go, yeah. And he goes, could you do Ken Griffey Jr.? And I said, okay. So I did it. And he goes, you're a great man. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariner's podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. These are all the new rules and changes or things that have stayed. So if you have any questions about this, you know, after listening to us, go ahead and check out MLB.com or Google MLB new rules. They have a really interactive page, uh, not interactive, but a very informative page, I should say, um, on MLB.com with, uh, you know, charts and all kinds of all kinds of that analytic bullshit. Uh, the <laughs> charts you got to look at because that's what baseball is all about. Charts charts and numbers now but these, this is our show on uh you know the rules and uh we'll, it'll be interesting to see uh what stays and what goes next year baseball especially under manford seem to be okay with change or or um you know making amendments to things so we'll see what's going on uh thanks to hannah up in edmonds of course Vladdy daddy forever uh you can check him out where vlad at vladdy daddy across the board vladdy, vladdy daddy, daddy forever yeah across the board and yeah uh, put some youtube if uh, people uh, want to debate in the youtube comments i'm with the shits so let's go <laughs> all right uh yeah so thanks again for listening to us to here on odyssey or wherever else you're getting your podcast action from um if you've never said hello go ahead and give us a review especially on apple uh you know we like those five star reviews we like five tool baseball players obviously more than uh anything on earth but you know what we like more than that here on the rye bread mustard mariners podcast five star reviews you got that answer correct five star reviews hit it with that five star review yeah check us out on youtube check us out on the socials uh yeah 2023 baseball season is now you know pretty much underway you're getting this right before opening day uh hope this helped out also you're like man what is going on with these rules i don't have time to read or look it up i gotta listen to this shit in the car we're happy to help you out thanks again for liking subscribing and downloading us hannah hannah you know what time it is I'll let you have this one, Vlad. <laughs> he doesn't Dark. know our social our social cue. Char.